This podcast is brought to you by Airdesk, IT support for your home and business. To give your business a help desk, visit airdesk.online or search Airdesk support. Hello and welcome to the Tech Authority Podcast. I'm Andrew Brown, your host. Today, I want to talk about how to protect your identity online. And with me today, I have Craig Pitts, who works at Mondelez Insecurity. Craig, can you give us a brief update from you, what you do and how you approach stuff at Mondelez? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Andrew. Um, yeah, I guess my role is uh, a security architect. Uh, as Andrew said, I work at a, a multinational uh, food manufacturing company, Mondelez. And uh, my role at that company is to help ensure that uh, various parts of the business are secure, uh, be that from the workstation end through to the server end through to the network end. So all, all different aspects of security itself from an IT perspective. And what type of things would you normally run into with dealing with security inside a business? Obviously, it's interesting from a desktop point of view where you've got people using computers and bring your own device with uh, passwords and all sorts of things, uh, complexity things that are going on. You've got to secure the environment down to where people can't get in, but I can imagine that can be quite challenging at points. Yeah, look, there's, there's no doubt that I think the, there's an old statement that uh, computer systems would be awesome if it wasn't for the users, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is the, the cliche of security. And I think that probably also highlights something that's fairly true, which is, at the end of the day, the the people are the ones that need to be made sure that they're aware of everything that's out there and the things that might try and trip them up on any one day. So as a result, I mean, the technologies themselves, you can always deploy new bits and pieces of technologies, but the hardest part is always to make sure you've got people aware of what's going on out there and certainly aware of the things that they're doing that may be otherwise uh, leading them to put themselves into an insecure situation without them even knowing. Yeah, I can imagine that there'd be quite a lot of education around these things in business to help people understand what's actually going on. Most likely dealing with the, the user is probably going to be the, the easy bit for the most part, um, but whether they actually understand what's going on is a whole other thing, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people are very security-minded by default, uh, while other people are very relaxed about what they do. And I think it's, we see that with what people do in their general day-to-day -day life. You know, some people will happily sign things up on a website and put in all their information, uh, whereas other people might be a little bit more cautious about it. And, you know, it's no different in the business situation, uh, where some people, you know, their key focus is, in their mind, getting the work done. And uh, generally, that they might you know, trade off other things to make sure the work gets done. Uh, whereas other people are a bit more security minded and they might take a little bit more caution uh, when it comes to some of the things they do. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about protecting your online identity because I can imagine from a business point of view and even just a personal point of view, most people don't understand exactly what they're giving away. Um, as more and more devices become internet connected, your privacy and the things that you're doing with these devices are also a way to figure out not only what you do with them, but how you use them. What applications you use, social media applications, contacts, messages, they're all being looked at not only by AI, but also by people. It's the internet of era, or internet of things era, and uh, 
in the next few weeks, what we're going to be doing is uh, going through these topics. So Craig's going to be on here for quite a, a couple of weeks. We've got lots of topics to talk about around privacy and identity, how you can protect them. But let's think about how much you're giving away in information when you really think about it. You've got your first name, surname, date of birth, email account, work or home address, uh, mobile phone number for multi-factor authentication purpose, potentially. Um, secret questions without knowing the consequences um, with personal answers you're just willingly giving away. Um, local network access for products, not now that you own them, and there's a whole lot of risks around that as well. Um, how do you go about yeah. protecting your identity with these things? Right. The the amount of things that are being thrust upon the general population from a technology perspective these days is huge. Um, gone are the days. Sorry, gone are the days where it was something as simple as you know you filled out the the warranty card and you sent it back to the manufacturer so you could keep your warranty. You know now it's a case that you, as you said, you put in your first name, you put in your last name, a date of birth, uh, where you live. You know who your partner is potentially the secondary contact, your phone number, all that kind of stuff is very um, personal information that does identify where you live, who you are, and the kind of things that you do. You know, Craig might be a, an avid user of a Fitbit, or he might be you know, own a certain vacuum and it needs its warranty parts updated or it reports back home. Uh, these are the kind of things that we you know sometimes we think about, sometimes we don't. You know, we're really after the convenience. Um, so, I mean, when it comes online, I mean, some of the old simple things really still sort of play into critical importance. You know, that might be making sure you use a password that's strong enough so that people can't just guess it. You know, password 123 surprisingly isn't as strong as you might hope. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's funny that, you know, isn't it? <laughs> funny that, yeah. And, you know, the, there are tools out there that can help you um, automatically fill in very complex passwords and it can keep track of your password so things like that may be worth considering mm -hmm. or another method could be think of a sentence and make sure that there's some numbers in there and these sorts of things and just use the first letter of each word of the sentence and you'll instantly have your favorite sentence or saying from a movie or something like that and it'll actually be a quite a complex password unless people also know that that's your favorite sentence yes um, so and, and i think you know the other thing is to understand how critical or confidential that information is that you're pumping in online so you know it, it might be something as simple as i just want to be on a mailing list and you've got to create an account and that's not really important so you may have some low value account passwords and you may have some high value account passwords um, you know things like the the hotel point scheme you might use might not be as critical um, compared to your banking password so it's kind of setting up the appropriate level of security and if need be, actually, um, you know, making sure that you have one, two, or maybe even three critical passwords and that you rotate them on a regular basis uh, so that if someone does breach an account, uh, either through you or through the, the, the vendor's actual database with your accounts, then you can quickly update every, every other account to a new one that also shares the same password. Or if, as I said, you use a password management tool, you might avoid the need to actually even have a um, an update process for everything because you just have that one unique password for that site. I can imagine that 
having so many different passwords can be difficult to manage, yeah, especially very. if you have uh, service accounts for businesses as well. Like you've got mm-hmm. individual software components that need a user account to interact with a product. Um, how often would you recommend changing these passwords? Well, I think you've got to be a bit pragmatic. Um, this is one of the things I always try and be reasonably pragmatic. But um, for things that are quite critical to you or that have access to a lot of your personal uh, things that can impact you, things like your bank, mm-hmm. um, you, you clearly don't want people being able to guess that and, and jump in there and you know, steal money out of your bank or, or make a payment to someone else's account on your behalf. So updating those things on a, a six or 12 month basis is probably good good idea. And I mean, if you can manage it more frequently, then that's even better. But obviously you don't want to have to end up with a situation where you have sticky notes in your top drawer or on the side of your screen with your password and your user ID because that, that obviously <laughs> offsets any change of passwords because you're instantly making it available available for people to see. Yeah, and it's amazing how many people actually do that in business. They don't think about it as a security yeah. risk and all of a sudden, oh, here's my password, here's my account details. Have yeah. at it. Hidden in the top drawer or on a sticker under the keyboard. That's always two great locations if it's not actually stuck on the screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be continuing this interview on Monday next week. And we'll see you tomorrow for another part of Audio Month. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Airdesk. IT support for your home and business. To give your business a help desk, visit airdesk.online or search Airdesk support.